0: This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
1: We have come into his house and gathered in his name to worship him. We have come into his house and gathered in his name to worship him. We have come into his house and gathered in his name. name To worship Christ the Lord Worship Him, Christ the Lord So forget about yourself And concentrate on Him And worship Him So forget about yourself And concentrate on Him And worship Him So forget about yourself And concentrate on Him And worship Christ the Lord Worship Him Christ the Lord Let us lift up holy hands And magnify His name And worship Him Let us lift up holy hands magnify his name and worship him. Let us lift up holy hands and magnify his name and worship Christ the Lord. Worship him. It's me, it's It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing In the need of prayer. Not my mother, not my father, but it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the, in the need of prayer. prayer. Not my mother, not my father, but it's me, oh Lord. Standing, standing in, in the need of, of prayer. prayer. It's, me. It's, me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me oh Lord. Standing in, in the need of prayer. prayer. Not the preacher, not the deacon bothers me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. Not the preacher, not the deacon bothers me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, oh Lord. stranger but it's me oh lord standing in the need of prayer it's me it's it's me it's me oh lord standing in the need of prayer it's me it's me it's me oh lord standing in the need of prayer
0: well this is the day the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it God's laws revive the soul. God's decrees make fools wise. God's precepts make our hearts rejoice. God's word is more desirable than gold. Welcome to Worship Good Neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg, and thanks today to Jim Hogarood and Debbie Tagg, our musicians. And our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM, and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.com. Org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Jerry and Judy Wenchel. We also want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. On Sunday morning at 9:30, we'll be at uh, Little Falls Lutheran for worship. And uh, on Wednesday at 6 o'clock, there will be a radio broadcast for our Lenten service. And at 6:15, we'll have our Lenten service at Duranda Lutheran. And you are all welcome at any of our events. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, Your present location is the church. You may want to get a cloth to lay before you, a candle, and a cross to enhance a small worship space. We will be having communion again, so you want to have some wine or grape juice, some wafers or bread also. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the Spirit of God's love, and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. We'll continue with the confession of sin and absolution. We confess our sins before God and one another, God of love. When we look inward and are honest with ourselves, We see where we have lived as though you are not our God. We have sought after our own gain rather than the good of you and the good of all. We have not loved you or our neighbors as ourselves. We have betrayed and denied you in what we have done and what we have not done. Create in us clean hearts, O God, that we might become What you have called us to be. Therefore, I declare to you God, whose unfathomable love went to the cross for our sake, now forgives us all our sins and welcomes us all over again into the promise of eternal life in Christ's name. We'll now continue with our gathering songs.
1: A lamp unto my feet And a light unto my pen
0: And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Jesus said, no one is good but God alone. But that does not mean we are all bad. It simply means that our goodness does not come from the things we do. It means that our goodness comes from belonging to God. We cannot earn goodness in the eyes of God. We are good because God is good and we are God's. So we are freed from our desires to impress God and one another. We are freed to do what it is that God would have us to do for God's sake, not our own. What a relief. What a liberation. Let us go forth and serve gladly as we are called. We'll continue with the prayer of the day. Holy God, help us to help us to speak and guide our ways through your word inspire us by the holy spirit to dig deep and to tr- be transformed by the love grace power and wisdom we find in your scriptures that we might as changed people carry forth your vision of peace and justice into our community and the world in jesus name we pray I'd also like to have you at this time uh, share the sign of peace, either bless yourself or someone worshiping with you, beginning with a touch on the forehead, and use the Trinity formula, be blessed, or I am blessed, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll continue with the readings of the day.
2: The first reading is taken from the book of Psalm, chapter 19, verses 7 through 10. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and dripping of the honeycomb. Here ends the first reading. Good morning, young neighbors. I hope you're doing well. I have a question for you. What does it mean to worship something? Worship is a very powerful word. If you worship something, it is the most important thing in your life. Everything you do and think about has what you worship first every time. This can be a good thing, or a bad thing depending on what we choose to worship. Now if we choose badly, we might make some really bad choices. We might become dishonest, hurt others, and many times we don't see it hurts us. And even worse, when our friends point this out, we get angry and tell them they're wrong and they should mind their own business. Now does this sound like a person you would like to be around? Probably not. That's why it's very important to understand what you worship. In our story today, Jesus talked with a very decent man. He had followed the commandments to the best of his ability, and he asked Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He's really asking what he can do to go to heaven. But a very important thing here, first, Jesus said he loved him, meaning Jesus recognized that this man was doing all he knew to be a good person by following the commandments. Jesus asked him to sell all of his possessions and follow him. The man did not expect this to be a requirement to go with Jesus. He made a choice to not follow Jesus' instructions and walked off disappointed. He had chosen to worship wealth. Now was this person bad? No, not at all. But he wouldn't give up the things he had to trust in God first. God would have taken care of him. That is faith. And trust. Now here's a very important point to remember. Jesus said he loved him. God and Jesus always love us no matter what. Now what does that mean? It's very important to understand what we choose to worship. This is a critical choice. Is it smart to worship money? No. Is it smart to worship power? No. Is it smart to worship an idol? like some of the people did in the Bible, some of the stories you've learned in Sunday school? No. If we worship something else in the world, it is more important than our relationship with God and Jesus. Is it smart to worship God and Jesus? Yes. The difference is that God and Jesus love us no matter what and want the best for us. God and Jesus want us to trust them and they will care for us if we have faith in them. So, Is it okay to have money and wealth and power? Yes, as long as we are smart about how we use them and still put God and Jesus first. This is where worshiping God and Jesus can help us do our best with the talents they have given us. Let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, thank you for loving us no matter what. Help us to trust in you to take care of us. So we choose to worship you, not things in this world. Help us to use the gifts you have given us to help others, and to have the confidence to introduce you to those that don't know you yet. In your name we pray, amen. The Holy Gospel according to Mark, chapter 10, verses 17 to 31. Glory to you, O Lord. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher! What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away, grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, How hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, "Look." We have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house, or brothers, or sisters, or mother, or father, or children, or fields, for my sake and for the sake of the good news, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children, and fields with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first, Will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord, praise to you, O Christ.
1: See.
0: Thank you, Steve, for reading and for the children's message. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Ufta! I think most Norwegians would say as they listen to this, and I'm sure there are other expressions from other folks as they hear Jesus talk with this young man somebody who was respected, somebody who was probably liked. In fact, Jesus loved him. So he, he definitely had some charisma and some uh, things that were good. He talked about following the law with all his heart. But when Jesus asked him to give everything he had away and to sell it and give to the poor and then to come follow him this poor man was heartbroken what had started off as a, a way of trying to justify himself and to feel good about things and, and really wanting to <clears throat> know what eternal life and what it was to be a follower of Jesus turned sour in a big hurry but you know we can look at him and say that and maybe even Peter and The others, when again, when they heard what Jesus was saying, they said, well, that's what we've done. But upon hearing Jesus talking about how hard it was for a rich person to enter the kingdom, they became nervous that could they also even receive eternal life? What is impossible with man, God can still do. It's good to remember that it is God who is good, and that it is God who is going to give us life. But suppose, just suppose today, at your dinner table or sometime today, you're sitting there and Jesus comes and talks to you. And he talks about a number of things, but then says, you know, if you want to follow me, sell all that you have and come follow me. Most of us would be looking at the door, wondering how soon Jesus could leave. Most Americans would have a hard time because we're the rich of the world. We are the wealthy in the world. What does this mean for us? Does he really want us to be that radical, that foolish to give up everything and then to follow him? How can this be? What is he saying to us today? I don't know if I have all the answers, but I I do like the one song, you you know, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. It's keeping things that are important. There was a story about a man who, upon hearing uh, the words of Jesus, goes out and sells his car and some other things and comes back and he hears Jesus again say, you know, you need to get rid of more. And so he sells his house, then he sells his belongings. And finally, he's just down to his Bible and uh, Jesus says, "You, you must sell everything. So he goes and sells his Bible. He comes back and he doesn't hear Jesus. And he's wondering why. And interesting enough, the storyteller says, well, you sold the Bible. That's how you were hearing God's word. You see, not everything should go because there are things that are negative in our life or that can be negative that we hold on so dearly that we don't want to follow Jesus. Things that are healthy like a Bible where we hear and see the word of God is worth having. There are many other things that are worth having if it helps us understand what discipleship means, what it means to follow Jesus, if it draws us closer in our relationship with God seek those things and then the rest will be added it's also i think in terms of how we understand our relationship with god and from the narrative it writes a couple quick things i'd like to share back-to-back stories in this story from mark 10 two different people assert to jesus that they are at capacity that they are doing the most they can possibly do and sacrificing the most they can possibly sacrifice to ensure their eventual salvation. In Jesus, the question of goodness is not a question of amount. In calling the wealthy man and Peter to look beyond their present assumptions, preset assumptions, Jesus was not trying to diminish or discredit the work that they were actively doing in the name of the gospel. In Jesus, the question of goodness is a question of centering. If we think that goodness somehow lies with us, with what we have and what we do, we will become stagnant and limited in our thinking. As a result, our impact on the world and our participation in kingdom building will be limited too. On the other hand, if we know that goodness is something we steward and not something achievable by our or inherent in it to us, we will stay rooted in God and seek to follow God all the days of our lives, centered in the possibility of things we don't have and the mystery of things we haven't done yet. In summary, a rich man comes to Jesus hoping to be justified by all the good things he'd done. Jesus tells him and Jesus' disciples alike that goodness can only be measured, in terms of orientation towards God. So how are we doing? Does that help us understand? After all, the disciples are concerned because who then could be saved, they were wondering. And then they hear, it is what God can do. God's call, God calls us to our vocations, He makes us radically poor and radically free from everything and everyone so that we may be obedient to him. He makes us rich and powerful, but at the same time we are radically responsible to everyone and for everything in our place, so that his righteousness may be as tangible as food and drink, as the warmth of a home, as medical care for the sick, as education for the curious as the joy of play and lovemaking, This is how we receive our place. So we find ourselves again, trying to think through what's important in our life and what's important in our relationship with God. Billy Graham in uh, Stories from the Heart tells a little story. It's kind of cool. It's a little child playing one day with a very valuable vase put his hand into it and could not withdraw it. His father, too, tried his best, but all in vain, to pull that hand out. They were thinking of breaking the vase when the father said, "Okay, now, now, son, make one more try. Open your hand and hold your fingers out straight, as as you see me doing, and then pull. But To their astonishment, the little fellow said, Oh, no, father. I couldn't put my fingers out like that because if I did, I would drop my penny. Smile, if you will, but thousands of us, like that little boy, so busy holding on to the world's worthless penny that we came cannot accept liberation. I beg you to drop that trifle in your heart. Surrender, let go, and let God have his way in your life and in my life may that be our hope and prayer so what is it we're looking for we're looking for that which god wants to give us to give us hope and life eternal life sometimes it's not always as easy as we would like to think but so many people even when we talk about the prosperity gospel that is going around on our airwaves so often which talks about Following Jesus is a life in which you get riches and you get powerful and people who talk about going to heaven and what they're most concerned about is the streets of gold and having everything that they want and being around their friends and everything. And they don't even talk about who Jesus is. But the thing that I like about being a follower of Jesus, someday we get to be in his presence. Because in Revelation it talks about, you know, that he will be our light and there will be no more tears and so forth. And then he, he says very clearly to us, God's presence is with his people. There's a story about three monks who made their annual trip to visit a wise and holy man. Two of the brothers asked many questions and shared thoughts and dreams. But the third companion remained silent and spoke not a word. After many visits, the teacher spoke to the silent brother, though you come here often, you ask me no questions. Smiling, the brother replied, it is enough just to be with you, Father. It is enough for us to be in the presence of God. That is a goal that we have. In right relationship with a heart that centers on this God. Another story that kind of illustrates that is a princess one day was going to inherit the kingdom and wanted to find out who truly loved her as there were three princes that really said they did. And So what she did was they lived a ways away and she sent a note to all three of them to come and make a visit. And, and tell how much they love her and she put at the entrance a ways she paved that road with gold and then she watched as the three princes came two of them when they got to the gold pavement they got off their horses and took them to the side and walked on the grass so that they wouldn't disrupt the gold because that was going to be their wealth down the road, and they didn't want to mess it up. But the third, when he came, he came riding as fast as he could on his horse, and he didn't care, and he went straight on that payment of gold into the castle to express his love. And she then knew that it wasn't the streets of gold or the wealth that he was interested in, but in his love for her. May that be our story. Maybe a story where we don't worry about the wealth, all the things that bother us, and all the things that maybe even our world says is important, but it's to be in the presence of God and to love this Jesus who died for us and who loved us so much that he wanted to be with us throughout eternity. May this Lenten season be a season of remembering It's not about what we give up. It is who we gain and how we concentrate on it, God who loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting, amen. (laughs) Jesus calls us O'er the
1: tumult Of our lives while restless sea Day by day His clear voice sounding Saying, Christian, follow me As of old St. Andrew Heard it By the Galilean lake Tune from home untoiling Leaving all for Jesus' sake In our joys and in our sorrows Days of toil and hours of ease Still He calls and cares and treasures. Christian love me more than these Jesus calls us by your mercies Savior may Serve and love you best of all.
0: Let us gather together and share our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate,
1: lord listen to your children pray lord send your spirit in this place lord listen to your children pray send us love
3: As we walk together through this season of contemplation and preparation, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Merciful God, we cannot by our own power choose to follow you as you would like. Keep us from becoming discouraged and remind us that with you all things are possible. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. Fill us with awe at the astonishing beauty of your creation, entrusted to us from the beginning, and give us a passion for its stewardship according to your will. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. Inspire all who lead at every level to work tirelessly for the health and flourishing of all your beloved children, near and far. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. Guide doctors and caregivers in their service to those who struggle physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and send your healing power to all in need, especially we remember Cheryl Flatten, Dave Rosenbush, Kelsey Zamuda, Ron Lee, Pat and Lucille Trof, Jim Wade, Helen Erickson, Ron Wilson, Scott Morgan, Jim Curtis, Randy Goglin, Ida Martinson, Helen Jorgensen, Shirley Linz, Dean Muse, Vernon Lee, Jean Hoisington, Haylin Hoisington, Pete and Diane Fall, Mary Greiser, Jocelyn Burdick, Marie Fredrickson, and Clara Gerrish, God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. Help us to recognize our wealth and the ways it gets in the way of our following you and give us greater trust in you to provide for our true needs. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks for all the saints in our lives and throughout history who followed your commandments and gave sacrificially for the good of the church, the community, and the world. God of the journey, in mercy, hear our prayer. Confident that you walk alongside us in our need, we lift to you all our prayers, spoken and unspoken, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen.
1: Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us
0: As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us. The compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us. And the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen.
1: Day by day and with these passing moments Strength I find to meet my trials here. Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. He whose heart is kind beyond all measure, gives to do each day what he deems best, lovingly, is part of pain and pleasure. Mingling toil with peace and rest Every day the Lord himself is near me With a special mercy for each hour. There'll be a measure. This mm-hmm. the flesh.
0: continue with communion and I have to admit it's one of the big privileges that I have as a minister to provide communion and to preside over it because I am always taken by the fact that when Jesus instituted this uh, sacrament for us he gave it to his disciples and think of those disciples this is the night before Judas would betray him with a kiss. Jesus offered himself to him. Peter, before the dawn came, would be denying him three times. The rest of the disciples would be running scared, hiding, even though they had earlier said, we will follow you wherever you go. And yet when it came right down to it, they ran. Sometimes when I come to communion, I'm afraid I feel a little bit like Judas. I feel like Peter and the disciples. That I haven't done what I would should have. Sometimes I think I've been too quiet when I should have spoken. Sometimes I've spoken when I should have shut up. Somewhere in the midst of all that, Jesus still comes to us with these words of communion where he gives himself to us and invites us to this meal so in the night in which he was betrayed our Lord Jesus took bread gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying this is my body broken for you do this as often as ye eat it in remembrance of me and again after supper he took the cup and when he had given thanks He said, This is my new covenant, my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. So when we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear the promise from Jesus the body of Christ broken for you. Take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now, May the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you till life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen.
1: So send I you to labor unrewarded, to serve unpaid, unloved, unsought, un. Send I you to toil for me alone. So send I you to bind the bruised and broken, or wandering soul. taking home Hard by hatred, two eyes made. by
0: listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
2: Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches. Our small-town churches in Amher, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will take care of
1: you No matter what may be